0: Welcome to the Food, Peace, Please podcast, co-hosted by Serena Marie, RD, creator of Food Freedom Fit Fam, and Susan Ports, RD, creator of Fertility Nutrition Academy. Our joint mission is to empower women to embrace food freedom. We want women to realize there's more to life than changing your body and counting your calories, macros, or points. While we are medical professionals, this podcast is informational only and not meant as a substitute for individual medical advice. Now, let's get this party started.
1: Woohoo, another episode of Food Peace Please coming at ya. Holy cow, guys, Susan's gonna get lit on this episode. We just had a little I just had a little preview. And uh, just get your britches ready for what Susan's about to do to your eardrums. Um, We're going to talk today about, you know, whether you are ready for food freedom and kind of just how we want to navigate that journey as you're kind of considering food freedom and thinking of all your other options. But before we dive into that, Susan, take a deep breath because first I need to know Is there anything new going on over there? What's new, girlfriend? Yes. Okay. I'm so excited. So uh, by the time this like episode probably
0: airs, like we're kind of going to be in the probably in like the thick of our like starting IVF again um, because I've been like waiting for a positive. So I've been waiting for a positive like ovulation test, whatever. I got it this morning. So we will be starting. Um, like I said, by the time this episode airs, we'll probably be in the thick of I don't know, either lupron stems, whatever. And I'm planning on sharing, I'm gonna share some of our like journey in the process, like over on Instagram. So if you're listening to this, definitely go check it out. I'll save it to my highlights. Um nothing like I don't plan on talking about numbers, blah blah blah, nothing like that, but like I just want to like kind of share this experience in case um it's helpful for anyone just to like see again not to create a comparison trap, but yeah, I'm feeling like feeling good about it and I feel so one of my things that I wanted like going into this again is I wanted to just be like open to the fact of like it could go either way right? Like, and I just wanted to feel like it might be hard if it doesn't go, you know, with the outcome that we're like obviously like hoping for. But um, I just wanted to feel like open and not feel so like needing this to work and just kind of like wanting it to work and feeling good about it. So that's where I'm at.
1: So Serena, what's new with you? It sounds like you're kind of freeing yourself From the expectation, which I think is kind of appropriate for what we're going to be talking about on today's episode. So Mm -hmm. good for you, Susan. I just love like seeing you talk about IVF and you're smiling and you seem super relaxed over there and that's a really lovely thing to behold. Um. What's new over here? So I'm gonna update. Just we're just gonna basically talk about my wedding for the next Good few weeks. weeks. Let's, let's <laughs>
0: just talk about your wedding for like the next six weeks or like eight weeks. I can't remember. All oh, you I think eight weeks, isn't
1: it? Or seven. Yeah, fifty-nine days. Holy uh, cow. Yeah, yeah, let's just talk about that for the <laughs> <next>. <laughs> okay. Um, so I want to update everyone on the the bridal shower dress fiasco. If you listen to that episode uh, where Susan kind of was counseling me about my my bridal shower image, body image issue that was going on. Um, So I followed Susan's advice. You know, I went and after I got my hair dyed one day and she, you know, did my hair all nice. And so I went shopping and I bought a dress that day and then I came home and I tried on the dresses I had already bought with my new dress, with my hair and makeup all done. And I realized that one of the dresses I actually had bought weeks ago, I actually really liked it. (laughs) Like a crazy person. And so I am, I actually am going to I returned all the other dresses and I, and I found the dress I'm going to wear. Um, but it was just so interesting. And it's one of those things where it's like, even when you're a, an expert in this and you like know that the reason you're teaching these things is because they work, when it works on yourself, you're still kind of like, oh, wait, that really does work. <laughs> so, you know, really just being in a different frame of mind and like not being in such a negative place when I was trying on those clothes um, and and taking the time to like put some care into my appearance. Really made such a difference. Like I'm actually feeling pretty confident as I, you know, I'm now like a few days away from my bridal shower. So thank you, Susan, for the excellent advice. You're welcome. I'm excited and I'm glad you kind of shared
0: this like update with everyone to kind of share how like you kind of took your own advice, really. I mean, yeah, we were talking through it, but you took your own advice and applied it. And you're kind of sharing the win that came out of it. So If you're someone that's been kind of struggling, maybe with something like similar or maybe just like clothes in general, like taking that advice and seeing that it really can make a difference, like pretty cool.
1: Pretty cool. And if you are somebody who did kind of get that win along with me um, and you're feeling appreciative, you can share our podcast or leave us a review. But honestly, just like mean the world to us. Okay. Yes. So, Susan, you and I, we are food freedom dietitians. We very passionately, about our mission and food freedom. That said, when someone is watching our Instagram story or engaging with our content, are we telling them what to do? Are we telling them that they have to opt into food freedom? How do you feel as a food freedom dietitian?
0: I'm so excited to talk about this.
1: (laughs) No. I I mean, that's like the short
0: answer. No. Like we are never – Even in this podcast, like we are never telling you what to do. And I'm not saying you have to believe what I'm saying. And if you're like, I need the research, I need the facts, like I need to know, like, is this true? Like, that's totally fine. But for me, that's a little bit of a red flag of like, you're maybe just not ready for this yet. And that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, and over time, like, the more you surround yourself with this, like, you might start to, like, realize and learn and, like, you'll realize that, like, there's so many people talking about this way that you can approach food and that there's another way to do it. But that's just it. It's, like, it's a way to approach food. But do you have to do it this way? No. Like, If you're not ready, you're not ready. And that's okay. Like, and maybe honestly, maybe you're never gonna be ready. Like, maybe this just isn't the space for you. And you know what? I was telling Serena this earlier, but, like, the party is here, and so if you want to come to the party, you want to come to our party, like, we love for you to hang out with us. That's why we have this podcast, because we want you to listen to us and, like, join our party and, like, see what life has to offer on this side of things, but, like, if you're not ready to join our party, the party is here. We will wait for you. Like, you can come
1: when you are ready. Like, don't force yourself, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. We are never here to tell you what to do. You have body autonomy, and I am never, as a woman, going to try and take away another female's body autonomy. That is – directly does not correlate with my values. But what's important to know here is we trust our intuition. And I think this is like a really – you know, this is one of those things I'm like, I want to talk about this on the podcast, but I don't even know like how to put this into like English words of like – I went from this person who was just extremely, constantly like looking at the data, counting the numbers, counting the calories, worrying about like what if I ate x or if I did x, would it cause y? And now I'm able to be in this place, and the the true like the this the set the catalyst was food freedom for me, where I just trust. My intuition, like I get a feeling, I get a, a, an inkling, and I just run with it and I go with it. And I think that's when you're watching our content and you're sitting there with, like, you know, in de- in defense mode, ready to fight and say, "Yeah, but you know what? I went gluten free and like X, Y, Z happened to me." I'm sitting over here and I'm kind of like cool. N equals one, okay? You're a study of one human being. If I put a study out with one participant, no one would accept it into their scientific journal because one is a very tiny number, guys, okay? And so, holy cow, I'm happy that worked for you. And I'm not here to change you. If you're like, going gluten-free feels great for me, cool. I literally, I am a 100 million percent behind that. But I, it, it, it feels really if you're getting defensive, I think, when you're hearing about food freedom, I am just asking you to open your mind and to think about how this constant anxiety and, and control, the sense of control that the diet you're choosing or the exercise style you're choosing or the way of life you're choosing, maybe that sense of control is the thing that you're really married to here because that helps you feel like, calm and like you have a say in the way life goes and life is hard and crazy and chaotic. But when it comes down to it, like, what are you losing there? And I think for me, losing my sense of freedom, my my ability to trust my intuition, that was too big of a, pr- a price to pay. I don't know. What do you think, Susan? Yes.
0: I, th- you said several things that I really want to like comment on. The first thing is we are not here to argue with you. We're not here to like you know prove to you that this is the way or that this is the only way to do things because we know that it's not the only way to do things. And and that's okay. We're really just here like spreading this message for the person that needs to hear this message. And I'm a really firm believer in the fact of like if you come across our content and or you come across our podcast like and you listen to it like you it was meant for you. Like you didn't just find this on like an accident. Like it was meant for you and that's like a sign. And this part of the conversation like is where like okay this is probably starting to sound like a little woo woo, but like um when Serena's talking about like we talk a lot about your intuition. Like I am also a very like firm believer in your intuition and like following your gut and seeing like, and the beauty about like food freedom is that it teaches you how to turn back into your body and how to listen to your body and what's going on in your body. And I'm going to give you like a really quick example. And that is that, I said at the beginning of this episode that, like, oh, I finally got like my I got a positive ovulation test and like now like we're good to start. So the backstory behind this is that like this positive ovulation test is coming like several days late. Um and the clinic actually called me on like Monday and they were like, hey, like you probably should have got it by now, um, but you haven't. And Like, we usually would probably have you, like, come in for a visit in the next couple of days. Well, funny as it is, Susan was driving back to Wisconsin. So that was not going to happen because our clinic is in Pennsylvania. And I was like, you know, I was like, I totally get where you're coming from. I was like, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this is not totally abnormal for me. Um, And I, I said, I can tell from my body. I was like, I haven't missed it. Like, I haven't ovulated. And this is, like, that point that I'm trying to make to you is that, like, when you turn back into yourself and you learn how to trust your body and you really learn what works best for you and your body, like you can trust your intuition. Like you can trust that guidance, which was like me saying like, no, I know like I haven't ovulated and I trusted that. And was I like annoyed kind of, but like I also kind of like in my head, like knew like there was probably a few things that like could have been impacting it. And so I was like, yeah, this makes sense. And like that is like the beauty behind all of this is that you can trust your intuition, not just with food, But, like, with, like, so many other decisions that you have to make in your life. Like, if you're someone that gets, like, super overwhelmed by, like, all the decisions you have to make in life, and as someone, like, on a fertility journey, and if you're listening to this and you're on a fertility journey, like, so many incredible decisions that you have to make. But, like, if you can trust your intuition and trust your gut, like, wow, does it get so much easier?
1: I think that was, like, probably one of the coolest examples. Like, I wouldn't even... I I don't even have an example slightly as cool as that. Like, I just think that's amazing because what happens is here – so let's talk about embodiment or attunement. Okay? Cuz that's kind of what we're talking about. Is when you are, you know, socialized in this country and, you know, mom is on a diet and grandma's on a diet and Cosmo magazine's telling you to go on a diet and Paleo Pete's telling you to go on a diet and everywhere you turn, people are talking about you need to be in the thinnest body possible, you need to look like this, you need to eat like this. You can't eat that because that's bad and you and so you are basically being told to never trust your body. You constantly have to defer to the experts or the other people. And what happens is you become disembodied you no longer can hear your body or trust the signals of your body because you have been told by so many people from such a young age that how dare you try and trust your body. So what happens when you start practicing food freedom is you actually start to learn how to become embodied again. You start to become attuned or able to listen and hear the nuances of What's hunger feel like? What is emotional hunger feel like? What is, I, to, I say, hunger when you just want to taste something, hunger feel like? Like, and, and even though that's like, you know, what I think Susan was just describing was like a totally different type of embodiment, but our point is, is trusting your body to tell you when you're hungry and trusting your body to tell you what you're craving and then honoring that builds attunement, creates embodiment. And you don't even need to be trying to build a trust in your intuition. It just accidentally happens. And again, this is kind of woo woo, but like it really does feel like this is the way like we're supposed to be. We have this beautiful intuition in us. If you've ever watched a toddler eat chicken nuggets and a milkshake, they'll be halfway through the, the chicken nugget and they'll throw it on the floor. They're full. They're done eating. Like they trust their body. And then somewhere along the way, this gets broken. So the fact Susan, a doctor or whoever tried to call you and tell you, hey, your body's messing up or something happened. You need to turn your car around and come back to Pennsylvania. And you were able to say, actually, I'm embodied and I hear my body signals and I know what's up. That is like the coolest freaking thing I have literally ever <laughs> heard in my entire life. That's such a cool example. Thanks for sharing that.
0: Yeah, and I think like the point that like what Serena is getting at here too is that like food is kind of the first step. Like food is like the almost it's it's a big step, but it's all it's like the first step in like really practicing and like tuning back in. And part of the reason why I get so jacked up about using like food as like your first step and using that as like a practice to start to turn more into this intuition is because I think food is very tangible. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you we can teach you how to hear and feel your hunger signals. And you can physically respond to that. Like, and I think that that practice of like connecting to your body and like feeling that like hunger or feeling the fullness and feeling the satisfaction and then seeing what happens like when you eat something, like it's so incredibly powerful because you really feel that like embodiment and that attunement and while it like takes a little bit of time to like re get to know that part of your body and to like rebuild trust with that like again like that just like further like the intuition continues to grow like you're going to continue to get to know other parts of your body and other ways that you function and trust that because I, I am a huge, huge believer in the fact of like, if you can demonstrate something to yourself, like it does help build belief. Now I'm not saying you have to like show yourself something in order to believe something. Cause that's not true. You can decide today that you believe something and just make that decision without any evidence at all. That's a hundred. You can, I do that. Um, but I also think you can do it in a way where you're demonstrating to yourself. And I actually think this way of like demonstrating to yourself, it actually helps you to like build belief in things that you have no proof of, right? Like it's like talking about proof that like you believe that you're going to get pregnant and that you're going to have a baby without any sort of evidence. Like I could tell you I believe that right now, but I have like zero evidence that that's going to happen in my life, right? Like Zero evidence. So I hope that kind of makes sense. Like, it's kind
1: of like trusting, like because yeah. you can trust in yourself, you have trust in other things that maybe are a little bit more nebulous and not like, you know, I don't know, like tangible necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, you know, Susan, so the question I, if I was listening to this episode, I think what I would be thinking is, okay, so are these ladies telling me like I can't ask, questions. Like, I can't be like, what's the science behind that? Like, I can't, you know, I can't question Serena and Susan. Like, so, so what do we say to that? That's a really good question. <laughs> like, we're not trying to come off as like, don't question the authority
0: <laughs> because you absolutely should be questioning everything. You should be questioning everything. Um, But I think like for me, and it, it's the energy of where this is coming from. And again, like, you know what? Here's the thing. Sometimes the things that we talk about in this are going to be a little bit woo woo and like don't make a lot of sense. But for me, it's the energy in the place that like the questioning is coming from. So if it's coming from like an energy of like fear and like prove it to me, like to me, that's kind of like that red flag of like, okay, like you're just maybe not quite ready for this yet. Because the thing of it is, is that like if you follow along with Serene and I long enough, whether that's following us on Instagram or uh, listening to our podcast, like we do talk about the science. Like we do talk about the facts. We do talk about biology. Like we are held to professional ethical guidelines. Like we do talk about it. And Um, we are practicing like within our scope of practice, we are practicing within ethical boundaries. So like we do talk about this side of things, the science, because we like to present the science to you because we know that that helps you better understand your body. So I think if you're questioning it from a place of curiosity and like needing, like I just need more information, like tell me more about this, like that is a good sign. That's a really, really good sign because that is a sign that like, you are – like you're interested and your mind is open to like hearing that there is potentially like another way. And that sign of like questioning and curiosity, that is really – like that's the energy that I get excited when I see people coming from that space.
1: Yeah. I think that's a perfect clarification. We're not saying like you can't ask us questions or like ask about the science. Like we are obsessed with the science. But – it's just more so, I think you said it beautifully, of like having that that place of curiosity and open-mindedness and it's normal to be scared and it's normal to feel emotional or sad or angry at the diet industry. All these negative emotions that you can bring to the table to your dietitian, those are normal. We're not trying to like make you feel any shame if you feel that way. But it's more so when it's that very like rigid, well, this worked for me or this worked for you know, my neighbor, and, you know, this is the way, that kind of cult-like belief and like, this is the way. And then it's like, you know what? Then you're not ready to party with us, and our party's really freaking fantastic, so I'm sorry you can't come and hang out with us, but, like, you're not ready. And if you want to come back to us and talk to us when you're feeling, like, more curious and inquisitive and open – and listen, like, I'm always open to other sides of the story too. And I wanna be, uh, I wanna be, I'm gonna share a story right now, which I don't know if this makes me a hypocrite, but there was a study and it was, okay, so I don't, I would need to like look up the actual study cause I don't wanna like butcher the name or whatever, but the study was something like, like how to maintain weight loss after five years or something. And I was like, oh wait, there's data on like people who maintain weight loss for like more than five years. This is shocking because again, Dieting fails in 95 to 98% of the people after two years. So five years is a long time. I didn't say this is BS, I'm not reading this. I read the whole study. I was like, oh, I'm open-minded. I don't know everything. Science is always evolving and changing and making new discoveries. And that is part of us being in this scientific community. So I read the whole damn the whole study, and I was like, oh, the way these people, these it was a very low. Um, percentage of people that were successful after five years. And it basically required disordered eating like um, behaviors, like monitoring your weight every single day, continuing to track your calories every single day. Like things that I personally feel would limit my quality of life. So I was like, okay, so that's why it works. It's basically these people continue disordered eating behaviors for for five plus years. Um, But my point is that We're open minded. Like, I'm also open minded. I am not judging people who want to intentionally lose weight. I understand where you're coming from. I love when you ask questions, but not from a place of fear. I think that really was like the most eloquent way to say it, Susan. Yeah, that
0: was a really, really good example. I. Uh, like similar to Serena, it's like, I, I've read the studies on like fertility nutrition and whether that comes to like, you know, rates of like getting pregnant on your own or success rates using treatments like IUI or IVF. Like I've read tons of like books. I've read studies. I've looked into it because I, I think that again, like we talk a lot, like there's no black and white, right? So like I, there are ways like with nutrition to support your body that are going to better support your fertility and like produce better outcomes. And the thing is like the problem that I see happen, at least in the fertility space is that what happens is like someone comes out and says like, I went dairy-free and I went gluten-free and then I got pregnant or my IVF cycle worked, like whatever the case is. And then that is like promoted to all of the women. And then it's like turned into this blanket statement that then if this person did this and you do this, then you will get the same result. And that is just not true. And everyone's body is very different, which is why it is so incredibly important to really pay attention and get back into this attunement with your body and to like pay attention to how your body feels when you eat certain foods, to pay attention to like, you know, your digestion and what is normal and like what makes you like feel your best. Like those are like the nitty gritty things that like we really need to get into to really figure out like from like a nutrition standpoint, like what is going to like best help your body, but not these blanket statements that's trying to put you into a box that like you don't belong in and unnecessarily create these diets or these restrictions that like, it, it, and I'm being honest, like it could actually be hurting you, like not helping you.
1: How, how is it hurting? I think that's like what people need to know is like, why are we not only saying keep an open mind because we want you to have food freedom and hang out with us, it's also because we are so aware of the potential detrimental effects. So what is that?
0: Yeah. So I think one of the, the biggest thing is this risk for disordered eating that Serena and I have both experienced on a personal level and we're registered dietitians. And like, so that's one of the biggest risks is this Disordered eating, which doesn't allow you, like, that freedom and that flexibility to really, like, enjoy simple things like going out to eat or just, like, making a meal at home or, heck, your significant other making you a meal at home that you don't know what's in it, like – Um, that is one of the things, but then also like these cycles of dieting really can disturb your metabolism and they impact not only like we've talked about on this podcast before, like your set point weight. Um, so not only like impacting your set point weight and your weight, but like also impacting like other factors, like your blood sugar and your risk for things like diabetes and heart disease and high cholesterol, like and like some of these chronic health conditions that you hear really talked about a lot in the U.S. specifically um, that are a lot of times they are tied back to like weight and saying it's the standard American diet. And, you know, that's like the problem. But we believe that they're like the problem is is deeper than that. It's coming from diets and diet culture and feeling like. You like that you have to like restrict, and then it its creates this whole cycle
1: and weight cycling, like yes, you know wait we we, we want to look at the data of like you know what creates diabetes and heart disease at, and and remember, only part of this is within our control, right? Everyone's genes are different. My genetic rene- the part my epigenetics, the part of my genetics that I can control, like serena, the 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 intellectual being can control, is different than my next door neighbors. everyone. Ability to control their their risk factors is different depending on your genetics. So it's never hundred percent within your control, no matter who you are. But then the part that is within my control, what is linked with diabetes and heart disease, weight cycling. If I just never dieted and I just was kept my cool around food and listened to my body, then you know, I would have a lower risk of developing these chronic conditions than if I lose and gain weight over and over again. What is happening is when you are gaining and losing weight over and over again, that when you do regain the weight, the fat that, um, is deposited in your body to like, uh, to when when you gain the weight back actually lets out pro-inflammatory, um, signaling markers that, the original body you had before you ever lost weight did not have. So weight cycling, which is losing and gaining weight over and over again, causes inflammation, which is linked with chronic disease. And again, like Susan and I, are, we just spent all this time talking about like, oh, like, you know, trust your intuition. But like, listen, there was a lot of studies on intuitive eating. Like there's o- over 200 studies showing how this helps with longevity and reducing mortality and morbidity and reduces risk of chronic disease. Like there's also a lot of science behind what we're talking about. So like, yes, like, oh my goodness, just don't cut out food groups because your neighbor got pregnant because she cut out a food group. Like I think that's really what this the summary <laughs> of today's episode is. Yes, and I just like want to like add
0: to that really quickly that like for those of you that are struggling with fertility, um that this weight cycling, how Serena's explaining how it creates this chronic inflammation and this chronic inflammation can impact like your risk and put you at higher risk for chronic diseases. Like this is exactly why I get so concerned about this with fertility because if you have looked into like the fertility space at all and you There's a lot of talk about inflammation and how inflammation could impact your fertility because the reality of it is, is that your reproductive organs and your fertility are not essential for your health. Like, and when I, I shouldn't say your health. I think I mean, what I actually mean is like for you to live day to day. Like you actually, like you don't need to have like a functioning reproductive system in order to live day to day. You need to have a beating heart. You need to breathe. Like you need to have functioning, you know, your other organ systems need to be functioning, but your reproductive system is the lowest on that list. And so if there's a lot of chronic inflammation that's happening within your body that could be caused from something like dieting and weight cycling and your body feeling like it's chronically going between starvation and not getting what it needs and then like over getting what it needs. Like that is creating inflammation in your body and that is not helping to support your fertility. And, and that's why I'm so passionate about this. And that's why I'm so passionate about people just like, not just going out and willy nilly, like eliminating things or going on the keto diet and super low carb because like in actuality like it's creating more inflammation in your body which is like the you're trying to decrease inflammation but you're actually increasing inflammation because you don't realize that like that's what these things are doing and that's why we need to get this message across Serena's dying right now you guys i wish you could see this
1: pain because it's just like so ridiculous and i get so angry and upset and done with it And then I like calm down because I'm like, not everybody knows and we have to keep like discussing this. But when you literally look at the data and you're just like, this is – dieting is literally causing so many issues for everyone in so many like areas of like physical health, mental health, like overall well-being. It just blows my mind. I didn't even like think about all this stuff about fertility. Anyway, yeah. I feel like I need to like go like take a walk before (laughs) I punch the screen or something. (laughs) hope
0: that when you guys listen to this, you just like feel the energy, the passion that is like exuding from us through like our microphones into your headphones and into your brain. And you just love this and feel like you're just sitting down with your friends and you're just like, I want like, can you please send us a DM when you listen to this? And can you just like tell us how much like what this meant to you? And I just like want you to be like in your car, like being like, yes. (laughs)
1: that's definitely what i'm doing
0: please tell me if you're doing that i we, we we need to know we need to know tag us post us to your stories post this episode to your story share it with your friend and tag us that you're listening and yeah we just we love to hear from you
1: absolutely okay guys thanks bye thank you for joining us. If you're a female athlete looking to heal your relationship with your body, head to SerenamarieRD.com to download my free runner's guide to better body image. And if you're trying to conceive, head over to
0: freedom.fertility on Instagram to grab your free starter guide for food freedom, fertility, nutrition.